Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Paco V. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Well, it's come and gone. I had predicted that we would have a Nintendo Direct by the 18th of January. There were a lot of people out there that were predicting whether or not we would have a Nintendo Direct. Uh, Some people pretending like they had inside knowledge that we would. This doesn't mean that, that we won't. There's still time left in January, but I'm just giving a mea culpa here saying... I got it wrong. I was and I looked at what they'd done in the past, and I said, well, probably about halfway through the month we'll get one, and we ended up not getting one. So, uh, with that out of the way, let's talk about a bunch of stuff. Uh, starting with Yokai Watch Four, uh, there's a preview of Yokai Watch Four, uh, the Japanese version. This is running on the Nintendo Switch, and it looks really good. It, I have never played a Yokai Watch game. I know that my son has. Uh, he really liked both of them. Well, both of them. He really liked both of the ones that he played. He's a big fan of those games. And, you know, we I talked about this on the show before, the fact that Yokai Watch 4 was coming uh, to the Nintendo Switch. And I was not personally excited for it, but the combat that I saw, I don't know if combat is like this, in the other Yokai Watch games, but the combat that I saw in the Yokai Watch 4 preview was very, very cool. Like there were monsters in the middle of the um, of the screen, and the character was running around them, and st- it like real time kind of thing. It looked very, very interesting. He had like there was a boss that had like three eyes or something, and the character was attacking one of the eyes, and it didn't seem like when I had watched my son play. He's sitting there with his DS, and he had his stylus out, and he's like spamming his stylus up and down, trying to get like some wheel to spin or something. And it didn't really make much sense to me. It didn't look interesting to me. But when I watched this, the combat looked interesting. Brobd in chat says the Yokai Watch RPGs on the DS used a lot of touchscreen. Yes, that's that's what I saw my son doing. A lot of this touchscreen stuff. And it looks like Yokai Watch 4 is going to um, eschew that. I don't know if I pronounced that word right, because I think I've only ever seen it written. I've never actually read it. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, heard somebody say it. But they're going to leave that behind and focus more on traditional controls, it seems like. At least it didn't seem like they were playing touchscreen-style games on the Nintendo Switch. Um, you could see down in the lower left corner, they had like the, uh, the split D pad, uh, that the Nintendo switch has with like little buttons that told you what each, each button did. And I really liked the way that the characters could move around and avoid attacks in real time. I thought that was really cool. Um, it, it, it remains to be seen whether or not people who are fans of the original Yokai watch games like I don't know if 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 the Yokai Watch series is going to be leaving those people behind because if again I've not played these games but it feels like it's a vastly different combat than before and 
that might turn some people away. But maybe they're just making a gamble and saying, well, you know, even if it does turn some people away, we might bring more people in with this more active combat that didn't just seem to me when I watched my son play. It just seemed like, can you spin this thing as fast as you can? Because it just didn't look like compelling combat. The little tiny preview that I saw looked super fun. Um, and Bravden Chat, who who has also played the game, he said the turn-based stuff, if the turn-based stuff goes away, it will feel very different. Now, I there one other thing that I suppose I could say about this is just because I didn't really see much turn-based stuff in the preview doesn't mean that it's not going to be in the game. Um, so, you know, only time will tell and, you know, Again, it's just the Japanese trailer. We haven't gotten the English trailer yet. I am looking forward to I'm looking forward to checking out Yokai Watch 4. I think they usually have demos for these games. Uh they've had demos in the past because my son has downloaded the demos to his uh 3DS before uh actually asking for them. So, you know, hopefully when Yokai Watch 4 comes out, we'll get a demo. And if you didn't know the the Switch is region free, so even if it only comes out in Japan, if it does have English translation, you'll be able to get it. But the rest of the Yokai Watch games have come uh, to the West, and I anticipate that um that Yokai Watch Four probably will follow suit. And um, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I really like the the change that I've seen, but it might tick off a lot of people who are previously fans of the series. One of my favorite developers, indie developers, for um, for not just the Nintendo Switch because they have their stuff on other stuff on other platforms as well. But one of my favorite indie developers is Atui. Uh, basically, it's helmed by Jules Watson. I've actually interviewed him in the past. Make sure that you check that out on my YouTube channel. Um, but Atui has a bunch of really really good games that are currently on sale on the Nintendo Switch and they're they're on sale for 80% off. So uh currently the games that are on sale are Mutant Muds Collection which is a really good game. It's actually I think it's 3 games in one. I don't I don't currently have it installed on my Switch, so I'm going to have to check check into that and find out. Um but I think I think that it um it has three different parts to it, the Mutant Muds collection. It's a really, really fun uh, fun game. Uh, Zeo Drifter, uh, a, a, a fantastic Metroidvania game where you have like these four planets that you go to. I've reviewed it. Uh, there's a YouTube video where I reviewed it. Um, there's these four planets you go to to try and find the parts of your ship that were damaged when I think an asteroid ran into you. It's a really short Metroidvania, and the bosses are kind of repetitive, but the the controls are really, really good, and the gameplay is fantastic. And uh, I'm a big fan of Zeo Drifter. Then there's Totes the Goat, which is a game I've not played, but I've heard it compared to Cubert. And that's like, 
whatever happened to Qbert? Like we haven't seen a new Qbert game in uh, a billion years. It feels like. I wonder if the company that owns the rights to Qbert even still exists anymore. Uh, like they maybe they went out of business, but uh, Qbert was really uh, a cool game from my youth. So Toads the Goat is something I have not yet checked out, but um, I, I I would like to. And then there's Soccer Slammers, which is this uh, 2v2 uh, high-speed soccer game. Now, of these games that are on sale, uh, Mutant Muds for $2.99, usually it's $15. Zeo Drifter for $1.99, usually it's $10. Totes the Goat for $99, for usually that's $5. And then uh, Soccer Slammers for $1.99, and usually that's $10. Like those, those are all really good deals. I would, I can't recommend Totes the Goat because I haven't played it at all. I don't know anything about it. I've heard very good things about it. Soccer Slammers, I actively dislike. I don't like the game. I feel like it's too fast and the computer feels very cheaty to me. But the other two games in this in this uh, sale are definitely games you should check out. Uh, Mutant Muds Collection is really really fun. It's more slow paced than Zeo Drifter, uh, but Zeo Drifter is the the absolute gem of the group here. But honestly, uh, I'm going to be buying Totes the Goat later today because it's a dollar, and why the hell not? So then I'll have all four of these, but. Uh, Mutant Muds is two ninety nine. So you can buy all of these for three, four, five, six, seven, eight dollars. So for eight dollars, you can have all of these games. Um, and for six dollars, you can have all of these games minus Soccer Slammers, which is the one that I really don't like. And I think that it's a good deal. And Atui is a developer that has they've supported Nintendo quite a bit in the past. I know that they they brought out Chicken Wiggle for the 3DS, and they brought it out at the wrong time. A lot of people say that Chicken Wiggle is really, really good, but it came out after the Switch came out or right before the Switch came out, and nobody paid any attention to it, which is too bad. I know that um, Atui is uh, porting that game to the Nintendo Switch, and I also know that, um, like when I talked to Jules, he said that they were also working on uh, Treasure Knots. And they've always supported Nintendo platforms. So I would anticipate that we would see Treasure Knots come to the Nintendo Switch as well when that, when that game does come out. But if you want to support a really good indie developer and get uh, three awesome games and one not-so-great game, then I suggest you spend the six bucks and pick up Mutant Muds Collection, Zeo Drifter, and Totes the Goat. I haven't played Totes the Goat, but I've heard heard great things for six bucks. And then if you want to really support them, then pick up Soccer Slammers, even though it's kind of it's kind of thumbs down from me on that one. But I think that this is a good deal, and you should definitely check it out. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. One of my favorite games on the Nintendo Switch. Actually, one of my favorite games of all time. Not like not like top five or whatever, but it's definitely in the top 20, I think, would be Diablo 3. I love Diablo 3. I've had so much fun playing that game, both on PC, on PS4, and now on Nintendo Switch. And Nintendo Switch is definitely the, the place to play it, I think. Um, the, the game plays great. Uh, the pro controller is fantastic with it. I don't like playing on the, on the little screen very much, but if you've got, um, you know, if, if you've got a bunch of people in your friends list, then uh, on the Nintendo switch, then that's the place that you want to play it. And I've got a bunch of people on my friends list on Nintendo switch and I've been playing Diablo three and almost not every time, but quite often when I'm playing, somebody will just randomly join the game and we'll go through and kill some monsters together and it's really fun. Wow, why am I talking about Diablo 3? Uh, season, I don't know what it is, season 16, uh, the season the season of grandeur uh, has started. So if you don't know much about seasons, and I'm going to admit I don't know a ton about it, um, basically the way it works is they have in the game, these things called seasonal characters. So you make a new character, there's a little green leaf and that says that it's a seasonal character. Seasonal characters can only play with other seasonal characters. They don't have access to your stash. They don't have access to, uh, your crafting stuff. They are, it's like you start the game from scratch, starting all the way over all of your, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, paragon levels. All of your paragon levels are not counted on this character. You start from scratch and they have different things that they want you to accomplish. And there's like a little guide. You push the left button on the D pad. It brings up the guide and it says, go do these things, go do those things. And at the end, uh, by by working through the season, you unlock some cosmetic items, uh, things like, uh, oh, I'm trying to open up this. Holy cow, that's really zoomed in. Can I zoom out? Oh, it's, I can't show you guys. It's not working. Okay, so sorry for the audio people. I was trying to show this to you got to the video people, but it's looking at the wrong monitor and I can't really fix it. So. Uh, sorry about that. I'll fix it next time. So you can get things like uh, helms and shoulders that are unique. That way you can uh, later on transmogrify 
which basically steal the appearance and make it put it on whatever gear that you want to wear. You can get like these wings or uh, different things that go around your avatar. I can never remember what they're called. Uh, player frame. So there's like a portrait frame that shows your character and they'll have like these cool avatar or portrait frames that indicate that you did season 16. Uh, So the season journey rewards. There's the guardian of the sanctuary. Finish a level 70 Nephilim rift on torment level 13 within five minutes and you'll get uh, guardian of the sanctuary uh, level three legendary gems to level 55. Uh, you need to complete two conquests this season. I don't know what conquests are. Uh, kill Asmodan at level 70 and other 30 seconds on torment level 13 difficulty. Uh, slay greed on torment 13 level get difficulty. Uh, reach a greater rift level 60 solo. Uh, use Kanai's cube to augment an ancient legendary item with a 50 plus gem and use Kanai's cube to reforge a legendary item. So those are things that they want you to do in order to get these rewards. It's really cool. And it's a way to keep people playing stuff, uh, playing this game, keep going back to it because I've described Diablo this way before. And some people can't quite grasp why, but Diablo is a game that is extremely repetitive and also really, really fun. Like they completely nailed the the gameplay loop of fight a monster, get some stuff, use that stuff to fight a more powerful monster, get more stuff over and over and over again. And it's really, really fun. And if you have never played seasonal stuff before, and you're like you've been playing through the story in Diablo three, and you're like, I don't know if I want to participate in this. It doesn't, in a, it doesn't change anything. You don't have to uh, have finished the story in order to do the seasonal thing. It's not going to spoil. Well, like some boss fights might get spoiled because you may have to go and fight certain bosses that that you might not be at on the story yet. But as much as I love Diablo. I don't really think the story in Diablo 3 is something that you need to worry too much about being spoiled on, although it has been like five years or whenever that game came out originally since I beat it. So I don't remember like if there were like weird twists and turns. Oh, yes, there were. There were some weird twists and turns. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Seasonal stuff is really fun, and that's basically all I've been doing when I play Diablo is seasonal stuff. So the new season started yesterday uh, on the 18th. And if you haven't checked it out yet, definitely check it out. It's you're, you're, you're in for a good time. And if we're friends on Nintendo switch uh, and you see me playing, feel free to join my game and help me kill some stuff because it's a lot of fun. One of the biggest surprises last year from Nintendo was Nintendo Labo. If you didn't know anything about it, what I'm about to say is going to make you raise your eyebrow and tilt your head and wonder if I wonder what's in this this water bottle here. Um, Nintendo Labo is this really weird way that Nintendo 
they have cardboard stuff and you pl- you fold the cardboard in specific ways and they walk you step by step through the process of folding the cardboard they they like they ship you uh pre perforated cardboard so it's easy to fold and you fold the cardboard and then you take your Joy-Cons and you put the put the Joy-Cons in the um in the cardboard contraptions that you've made and then you play games with them things like a fishing game or they have one where you can play a piano or you can build like a little house and then you put your switch in the house with your Joy-Cons looking at different parts inside and then as you insert or twist different cardboard knobs in the house th- different things happen on the screen it's a really interesting and very weird uh gimmick that Nintendo had come up with last year and it didn't sell super well mr uh shuntaro furukawa the current president of nintendo he was talking about uh labo and he said uh, that it has not sold as well as our other hit games have. Nice nice way for him to say, look, this didn't sell well, but we got a lot of stuff that sells well. You know, that's smart the way he did that. Um, so it hasn't sold as well as our other hit games have, but we did have an increase in sales for Labo during the end of the year. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, at the end of the year, there's a lot of kids that probably got Nintendo Switch consoles for uh, Christmas. And Nintendo Labo is something that I think a lot of parents who, how do I want to phrase this? There's a lot of parents out there that they like, they begrudgingly allow their children to play video games. They're like, well, I don't really like video games, but Junior sure does. So we'll let him do it. And then they see this Nintendo Labo thing and they think, oh, look at that. That's like a physical toy. I I like the idea of my kid playing with physical toys, so I'm going to get him that as well. And uh, like, I think it's a really cool idea. Don't get me wrong, but we don't have it in my house just because it takes up so much room. Like, I don't want to have all these cardboard contraptions all over the place. But Mr. Furukawa said that they so there was an uptick at the end of the year, which that really shouldn't surprise anybody, as a lot of Switch were sold as gifts for the holidays. Uh, He said, he went on to say, there are many new ways to experience Labo, and we're working on formulating new methods that convey its allure so Labo sales will have longer legs. So when I look at that, or when I hear him say that, the thing that occurs to me is that a lot of people looked at how flat, no, that's not a cardboard joke, sorry. Uh, but they looked at how flat the sales for Nintendo Labo were. And some people were wondering if Nintendo was going to write it off as, well, that was a failed experiment, but that's okay. We tried it. It didn't stick. Let's move on. It looks like it sold enough that Nintendo is thinking that, well, let's, let's, let's keep trying at this and maybe we'll, maybe we'll hit something that does stick. I mean, so far they have, I think, three Labo kits. The first one, I don't rem- I don't know which one's first or second because the two of them came out at the same time. But the first two uh, were a robot kit where you would like put on a backpack and have a visor and like these strings attached to your hands and feet, and then you would stomp around and punch things 
and there would be a robot on the screen that would stomp around and punch things just like you, which is really cool, but again, lots of cardboard all over the place. Um, this, the other one that came out at the same time was the variety pack. That's the one that had, uh, the fishing rod, the, I think there was like, uh, motorcycle handlebars. Um, oh no, the motorcycle handlebars were in the third one. So there was the fishing rod, the house thing, there was a piano, and then there was a little, a little robot that you could, you could drive. It was really cool looking. You put a Joy-Con in and they use the, the vibrations from the Joy-Con to get this little cardboard robot to scuttle across the floor, which is kind of neat. Uh, you would drive it using the Nintendo Switch as like a touchscreen controller. Uh, Jay Harley in chat is saying no motorcycle was in the first one. Okay, so the motorcycle was also in the first one. That's right, because then they patched Super Mario or uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe to work with the motorcycle thing. Then the third pack that came out was the vehicle kit, which allowed you to fly a plane, I think uh, drive a car, and then there was one other thing. Oh, and then uh, be in a submarine. Uh, all through folding cardboard. So it's a really creative idea, and it's certainly something that only Nintendo would do. I don't see... Uh, Microsoft or Sony uh, coming up with uh, ways to fold cardboard in order to play their games. It just it, that's not the kind of thing that they would do. And Nintendo was always up front saying this is not for the core gamer. This is something that we're trying that's for other people. Nintendo has been trying to expand the video game market for a really long time. Ever since they first brought out the Wii, you know, their mission was to make the video game market bigger because they felt like it had reached a saturation point and you know labo it it feels like a spiritual successor to that kind of thing which i don't think is a bad thing uh, it's not for me but i don't think it's a bad thing not every video game thing has to be for me either and i'm fine with that <laughs> vaxer in chat points out the uh the ridiculousness of a submarine made of cardboard and he's got a pretty good point there uh, so anyway, we're we're going to be getting more Labo. Who knows what it's going to be? Uh, I just hope that... Uh, how do I want to say this? I, I hope that Nintendo only links it to mainline games in small ways that really don't matter, like they did with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I didn't feel compelled to try out Nintendo Labo with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, even a little. Um, so I hope that they continue to do that kind of thing. And, you know, I hope that they also make Labo games that will that will possibly appeal to me. Because right now, the ones that they already have, they don't really appeal to me, but that doesn't mean that they're not good. So if you, like, have played the Nintendo Labo stuff and you think it's fantastic, Feel free to tell me why I'm wrong. Let's go racing! It's Super Mario Kart Funny Car Madness! Only on Super NES! Turn the track into a giant mud pit! Or burn rubber on ice, wood, or asphalt! Fly! Mix it up with the big boys! Well, that's it for today's episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. If you want to check out the music that I played on the show, head on over to runjumpstomp.com music. Make sure you support those artists, follow them on YouTube, uh, all that stuff. And um, if you want the full show, 
Come watch live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Before I head off, though, I just want to uh, let people know that I recently uploaded the latest episode of Run Jump Stomp, which is my video game call-in show. And uh, somebody called in asking about a Nintendo-related question. I thought that those of you who are interested in Nintendo stuff, you might want to go and check it out. So that's in the show notes. You can find that over at anchor.fm slash runjumpstomp, or you can just follow the the, the link in the show notes. Uh, we talk about how Nintendo kind of abandoned the weird idea of Super Mario Bros. 2 and have never really gone back to it, and and why I think that that's too bad. That's a bad thing. Um, but anyway, make sure that you check out Run Jump Stomp. It's 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 a really fun show, and it's it's your thoughts on gaming. So you guys calling in and, and letting me know what you think about all kinds of gaming stuff, not just Nintendo, like Xbox, PlayStation, PC, mobile games, wherever video, wherever video games are being played, that's what we're talking about. Uh, so anyway, uh, last thing before I go, you can subscribe over on YouTube at youtube.com slash runjumpstomp, and if you're looking to support my content, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. You'll find lots of links there that help me uh, create content like this. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show and uh, hanging out in chat and just being generally awesome. And, and don't forget, we've got a Discord server, which you can join over at um, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. Uh, any links that I said today, just go to runjumpstomp.com. You can easily find one of those links there. I'm out of here, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.